and welcome to, it's the fourth episode now, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Episode four, four of the Glasto Podcasto, Somerset Live's Glastonbury Festival podcast. Uh, unofficial, we should stress, but you know, very much official in our eyes. Uh, we're here in the fourth episode, we've got a lot to talk about. You may have heard already today, there's been a big announcement by, uh, by Emily Evis in an interview with the BBC about a, a really big secret, which they've managed to keep under wraps, so we're going to discuss what that might be a bit later on. But I'm your host, Liam Trim, and uh, I'm joined by Josh. Hello. Uh, I'm joined by Luke, the rather hungover Luke. Hello. Uh, but he, he's, he's bothered to get out of bed to join us, so it's nice of him. And they were here last week, they did a quiz. We'll do a quiz at the end of this episode. Luke won last week. Josh might be able to reclaim some pride. Well, I'm not 100%, so it's entirely... Yeah, this, is, this is my chance to, uh, to get back. Yeah, if you can capitalise on, on your lack of fitness today. No. Not, not that it requires any fitness at all. I think it's quite fair. It doesn't come from a position of lack of professionalism. <laughs> to work from Northern. <laughs> it is my last day in Somerset today. So. Yeah, he's back off up north, and we shall leave it no more specific than that. Uh, but yeah, we've got a lot to discuss. Josh has been interviewing Blossoms this week. Very exciting. We'll talk about that later. There's been two announcements of, of different areas of the festival announcing more acts and names coming to Worthy Farm this year, so we'll discuss those as well. But we're going to start, well actually no, another thing before we move on, if you are not going to watch this on Facebook and you want to listen to it on iTunes or SoundCloud, we do have a jingle, a little theme tune for the Glasgow podcast though, put together by Danielle Sharp, well done Danny, good work by you, so we'll have that. Uh, that it's th- great, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Man. It's quirky, you'll like it, we'll show you later. We're not listening to it, we don't have a live performance. No, <laughs> no live performance, but maybe that's something we could sort out in a future week, so make sure you tune in, but iTunes or done. SoundCloud for the full theme tune experience, but as it is, you've just got us. With the budget so. we've got, we should be able to get people in here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, no budget at all? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look at this studio. Anyway, we're going to start, just a bit of fun again. We've been sent a letter very recently by someone describing themselves as Jolly D, I believe, but, but also <laughs> the actual address is, is from, from a Mr Rogers. So hello, Mr Rogers, if you're watching. Here's the letter. I am glad my lifelong expenditure and interest in the damned Beatles and all interrelated, drug-related pop music is precisely nil. So does it make sense? Yeah, no. I'm not. Really, I don't really follow the sense of that. If you guys followed it and have a view of what he might be trying to get at, get in touch. But maybe he's saying we just don't want to hear about the Beatles. But we've not spoken about the Beatles. So anyway, there's a letter. But it's nice to get the feedback. Do leave your comments on Facebook or on the Somerset Live Twitter account. <laughs> We're going to move on to discuss uh, the news this morning from Emily Evis. She's been talking to Newsbeat, the BBC Radio One news team. <laughs> about what's coming up at this year's festival. And she's sort of alluded to a very big, really big, she said, secret, which they've managed to keep under wraps and hasn't leaked out. She said it's the first time they've managed to stop a secret coming out in some way. Guys, what do we think it could be? Well, it's kind of a, bit, a big announcement this morning without being a big announcement. Everyone's yeah, been going a bit... Yeah, yeah there's no substance. It's like, well, there's a big announcement coming, but no, I think it's... Um, well, hopefully it's going to be a, a big uh, secret act playing. That's what everyone seems to be yeah. thinking. Is it different about this year's festival? Yeah. Well, it, well I, think, I, I think if you read the context, in the mm. previous sentence she says there's some stuff, two things this year which we've managed to keep, and then she goes on to say there's one really big one. Because I think it's, so it, it could, could be, be something to do with the fallow year, if that's what. It could be to do with the fallow year, it could be to do with the Variety Bazaar, the new event away from Somerset, separate to the main Glastonbury. 
which they uh, have promised to put on somewhere in the Midlands. It could be to do with that, but we're not sure. And it looks very much like it, it, it probably is a line-up thing this year, the secret Yeah, that, that's the way the the enemy were taking it today, mm. um, thinking it was going to be a big a big secret act um, that to, to still be announced. I mean, could be could be the legends, the legends. Could slot. be the legends. Slot. I mean, Barry, I know Barry Gibbs on the on the lineup, but it's something they do often keep back for a bit bit later. Yeah. I mean, some people say Led Zeppelin. Tom be, in the yeah. office was putting forward Elton John as a possible, but I know you're very not keen on that. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> don't think it'll be. I think there's better people. Could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a new stage. New stage? Could that be? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that um, out there before we came in. That they've released the map already, mm. so, and you think if they're building a new stage that people yeah, are working they, on the you're, site, you're right, you're absolutely might, right, yeah. would, would be seeing something going in. Yeah, I mean, there was the possibility raised they might have released a, an earlier version of the map, but uh, I think you're probably right. I don't, I don't think we're looking at a new stage, but I mean, it definitely could be. It's, it's going to be big. She, she wouldn't have hyped it this much if it wasn't going to live up mm. to the hype. I think um, definitely could be. Could be what? That's what you said. Definitely could, definitely be. could be. Yeah, definitely could be. Yeah, hedging my bets. <laughs> it's all right. We're live. We're live. I'll make. I'll slip up. Uh, but, <laughs> but if it is a secret act, then who do we think is the sort of magnitude other than maybe legends that you covered some of them there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to struggle to think who, who it could chat be. Chat about we... Daft Punk on on Facebook. I saw earlier. Yeah, Daft Punk. But I think maybe System of a Down. People have been. Oh. Right. People have been. Speculating about them for quite a, quite a while now, and they weren't on the lineup. Stranger above them, neither of them are like they don't fit in a glass degree as mm. natural as you'd expect. So, if it is a big surprise, you'd think someone like Led Zeppelin would make more sense. Mm. But at the same time, if it is a surprise, then it could be anyone. Um, I don't think Downward Festival would be particularly chuffed with it being just down. But playing a secret set on the park stage when um, Downward Festival hasn't headlining. But. But what do you think about Daft Punk? Could there be any substance to those rumours? Oh, uh, every year. Hard to say, they always Daft come Punk out. rumours, and I uh, know it's probably not going to be them. They don't seem to play anywhere these days, so uh, yeah, I doubt it. Could it be my hopeful, wishful thinking about, about Lady Gaga? Who knows? Could it be? Do you really like Lady Gaga? Well, not really. I just sort of <laughs> think she'd be really fun at Glastonbury. I'm not she's played Glastonbury before, hasn't she? She's, yeah, she's, but, but, she's but good. I remember watching it. back before most of most of her hits. Yeah, it was quite early days. I think yeah. 2009. I want to say, but I'll, correct me on that, guys, if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. So anyway, watch this space very much. We will cover that as soon as we possibly can. We do have a new website. I should mention. Uh, so it's really you, good. Yeah, he likes it. Uh, he was involved in it, <laughs> so that's good. I mean, we're all involved. It'd be pretty depressing if I didn't like it. Yeah, so it, it, would. it <laughs> would. So yeah, if you go to somersetlive.co.uk, you'll see a brand new look, bigger pictures, hopefully less intrusive adverts, lots of emphasis on video. And if you want to find the Glastonbury Festival stuff, you just go on in the top menu bar, what's on, and there's a drop down. There's a Glastonbury Festival section. So we'll be keeping that up to date, as well as our Twitter accounts, of course. Uh, so moving on, then we've had two different areas announced new acts this week we've got some props here we go with the uh the left field lineup uh yeah so this is where you get a sort of a lot of a lot of talks some more political figures billy bragg on the left field stage what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i did yeah. not see that one coming <laughs> yes i mean there are some names that yeah they're not the most surprising i know you you so you interviewed declan mckenna he's turned up here yeah, Declan McKenna won the uh, Glastonbury Emerging Talent competition in 2015. Yeah, um, he's still really young. He's 18. He's played Glastonbury as be third time, which is pretty impressive. He's racking them up get already. To, before you get to 18, yeah, he was a uh, great, great fun to interview. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, some good, 
names here. I mean, yeah, obviously John, John McDonnell on there. John McDonnell pulled out last year. I was all set to interview the, the Labour shadow chancellor. He pulled out. Yeah, it was the day after the referendum. It was the, the day after Brexit. Yeah, yeah, it was the day after Brexit. I saw the video of Tom Watson partying while the, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, while, yeah. while the party fell apart. <laughs> exactly. So McDonnell had to rush away last year. But we do also have a debate entitled Brexit One Year On. Now, Josh, we were both there last year. What, what Describe what it was like when you woke up into Glastonbury and the news sort of trickled through you know on our phones which barely had any charge and we're just finding out like oh what are they talking about David a, Cameron's on the telly oh Brexit it was a bit surreal really um, waking up I think each of us sort of just waking up looking at our phones being like oh god what's, what's, what's happened just getting texts from friends and you could hear slowly hear people I had one person shout I'm not European anymore <laughs> which isn't true but but there wasn't that, that, yeah. that, that waking up moment the next day was really really horrible we, we, we did an all nighter at work and um, just getting to 6am and just realising what's happened and just being like oh god but yeah I mean I should well, say we are neutral know, here at Somerset like. exactly well I mean whichever way you, you, you vote it's, it was a huge deal but also the, the strange thing about Glastonbury is just that it very much is a bubble you barely came across any anyone who voted leave so it was it did feel very much detached from the real world in that sense given that Somerset yeah. all around is mostly at leave voting with, with some splits of course like anywhere in the country so it will be interesting in that uh pro-EU bubble again at Glastonbury to attend a, a debate called Brexit one year on. I'm sure it will be quite slanted towards the Remain side of things. I'm a bit disappointed that John McDonald's taking part in a, a debate, to be honest. I think the John McDonald uh, DJ set would be essential. <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'd like to see that. We've got, in the same debate, is democracy broken? We've got Jonathan Bartley, who's a co-leader of the Green Party. I should point out that based on what happened last year, I know it's not as close to a big event, but we've got the general election on June the 8th. Some of these politicians might end up pulling out. Well, he might, might not be the shallow chancellor anymore. He might lose yeah. his seat. <laughs> he <laughs> might not be the shallow chancellor. He might decide, no, I don't fancy getting stick at Glastonbury. You know? Yeah, to take the MP off the post, they just amend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming he's got a pretty safe seat as the shallow chancellor. I don't actually know. Again, feel free to get in touch, guys, and, and correct us. But yeah, so that's that's two of the debates. We've also got Yanis Varoufakis, who a famously uh, motorbike riding Greek former finance minister. He's very charismatic. I've seen him talk, so whatever you make of him, it'll be interesting seeing him in a debate. And then Beans on Toast, I've seen it at Noah Festival. Beans on back, Toast is great. Back to the music acts, they're, they're very good. Um, cabbage are good. They're, they're getting a lot of attention at the moment. Um, Eat your greens. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not something like a vegetable on the stage. <laughs> um, they got in a bit of trouble recently with cabbage. Did you see that? No, um, do tell us. So they were supporting Kasabian on Kasabian's little pre-tour tour, if you will, in yeah. the smaller venues. And um, allegedly, the um, the front man put his hands down his pants, rubbed his um, genitals, and then found a girl on the front row and rubbed his hand in her face. Goodness and me. And they denied it. Obviously, right, yeah. and, um, but it was posted by someone else on Twitter who was like, I've just seen Cabbage do this. Right, well, Cabbage could be an experience, allegedly, if you go along there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same court. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I guess, I mean, going back to the to the musical acts on, on the left field, any others jumping out at us, guys? Or? No, it's Beans on Toast that gets me excited. Yeah. I think Declan McKenna is a big name for the stage, though. Um, as, as you were saying, he's got, he's, he's, he seems to be rocketing. Yeah. Um, but no, being on sounds very excited about that. He plays, he plays Preston quite a lot, which is where I'm from. And um, he's, he's a good bloke. And what do you make of kind of... We've discussed it a bit already, I suppose, but the the, the fact 
there is this place for politics at Glastonbury. Is that... yeah, I think it's always been a part of it, yeah. isn't it? Um, I think it gives it its identity and why people love it so much. Yeah. And if you look at somewhere, places like Download, which is obviously great, and Leeds, which is obviously great, but they don't have that sort of politics mixed in with it. Yeah. And it just means that they don't... Uh, Download obviously has a great sense of identity, but some of the festivals don't have that sense of identity because they've not got that unique selling point or yeah. something. Um, I think it's something the small festivals do very well. It's places like Kendall Corn, and they have like a Tim, Tim Deeks Diner where you'll get debates and things like that all day. And it does give it a sense mm. of um, uniqueness that you don't get yeah. at, at the other big festivals. And maybe you're right, and it goes back to the roots and Michael Evis obviously being very pro the left and workers' <coughs> rights. And he's, he's obviously, we, we've discussed before on here, uh, he's, he's helping to build some affordable houses in, in the village of Pilton where, where Glastonbury is. So he's very passionate about these things. I guess it comes from the heart, this part of the festival. Yeah, it's it's obviously very sort of left-wing mm. focus. I mean, you could say that it's not very... Some of the debates won't be very balanced because no, yeah. there's not as many no, sort of... of to, anyway, to balance the, the debate, but it's, it's still a good forum for yeah. people to go and see these people. Like you, People might get a chance to see like the show yeah. chancellor speak and you might... And in might probably a more things. informal... You know, yeah, throwing just, ideas around yeah. with a sympathetic crowd, but John McDonnell wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the outfits will be interesting to see. Kind of cider. And there is a debate on fake news as well, so that'll be an interesting one for those of us that follow the media. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's the left field. Uh, we've got articles about that on the website, of course. Do do check that out. We'll move on and discuss the Glade, which I think there's diff- five different stages. Am I right, Josh? Yeah, five, five stages. So we've just yeah. got the main stage printed out here. Uh, and what were the highlights for you, Josh? I know that we were discussing earlier that yet another former footballer slash not former footballer, just the same name as a former footballer. Yeah, we have David Seaman. Um, England goalkeeper, of course, for the uninitiated. Yeah, so we've got David Seaman and Andy Carroll, um, both at Glastonbury. But they're both not who you both, think. Both who you know. If you're football you fans. Think. But <laughs> we do always have Steve Davis, the snooker player, returning. And this is actually the snooker player. Actually the snooker actually player doing a DJ set. There's a, there's a fun, fun fact. The guy that designs the posters for Reading and Leeds Festival is a Chelsea fan. And he used to drop random Chelsea boys on every year. So if you look back for the years, there's like David <laughs> Louise on the lineup and things like that. It's brilliant. Oh, well, let's hope they've not snookered us. Oscar. No. With, with one of these. But, uh, That's awful, don't we? <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, these, are, these, just, these are just people of the same name, Josh, right? They're, yeah, just people yeah. the same name. But there's some also yeah, some, some good names uh, in there. I mean, you've got some quite well-known uh, DJs like Sasha and John Digweed. And on the Love Bullet stage, there's quite a few um, big names in the yeah. um, Deep House seen people like Eats Everything again who we mentioned before uh, Seth Shuckler Jamie Jones yeah. they're, they're quite well known and then yeah, you've got Goldie as well who's another big name just yeah. looking at the, at the list um, if you like your dance music yeah there's plenty plenty. when I see Goldie I just can't help but remember who's in a James Bond film Andy <laughs> Stenders. <laughs> yes <laughs> I think he's in 1999 The World Is Not Enough I think I might be right. Is that 1999? Yeah, so oh, that's aged you. Small knowledge. Uh, but also, uh, the correspondence I've seen at another festival, they're, they're good for a dance around. I recommend them. <laughs> good for a dance yeah, around. They're on the glade this you year. You might be quite young, you managed to make that sound like a grandfather. Yeah, you might, you might, you know, I, I might be an older man in a younger man's skin. It's nice of you to say I, I look young, though. Very flattering. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm reliably informed by a couple of friends that yeah. it's, it's a good lineup this year for, for dance music. Um, some of the other stages, I sort of don't recognise a lot, of, a lot of the names, mm. but um, I'm sort of, I'm told it's uh, there's some, some big names. 
And the, Rob, Rob de Bank is, is headlining, I think, one of the Glade stages. Yeah, he's right? doing a Prince tribute yes. set. He's also Bestival. He's, he's the founder of Bestival, yeah. yeah, another festival in the West Country. Is, is Bestival still happening this year? Yeah, yeah, it's in Dorset. Dorset, yes. It's in Dorset, that's exciting. Um, I've never been to Bestival, I've been to Bestival. You should come. Mm. Yeah, I've got a ticket this year. I probably wouldn't get a ticket in the ballot. No, we'll hook you up with some tickets, man. Let's sort it out. <laughs> anyway, we'll stop arranging things. Um, but, but yeah, that's an interesting thing with Rob DeBank doing a Prince tribute. Obviously, um, I think in the Evis uh, interview with The Guardian earlier this year, mm. he said that Prince was one of those acts which he always really wanted to have and didn't quite get. So that'd be interesting to do a tribute, wouldn't it, a year on? Yeah, it'd day. be interesting if he's, I don't know if he's just going to play Prince songs back to back or he's going to intersperse yeah. them with... Uh, and so the, it'd be interesting. The take Prince he'll give fans, on that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll be... Um, headlining one of the one of the stages um, in the early hours of the morning so if you want to listen to some prints at 4am uh, I can't think of anything better well exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah do get in touch with your thoughts about the Glade lineup, obviously guys um, so yeah we mentioned earlier that Josh you've been interviewing Blossoms this week I have yes they were on Radio 1 this week as well so they've been doing the rounds they've been getting their music out there they tell us been. what it was like speaking to them yeah it was great um, I've Big fan of um, big fan of Blossoms. They played the other stage last year. And where are they playing this year? This year they're playing the Pyramid Stage. Oh wow! Um, <clears throat> they're a bit massive now, aren't they, Blossoms? Yeah, their album went a bit crazy. Yeah. Their sort of self-titled debut album went to number one and it's been played played everywhere. They've been doing the rounds on sort of TV shows yeah. and everything. And when when we did when the announcements came out this year, there was the main lineup announcement. And I think about a week later, Emily Evis was Blossoms was. She dropped that as a name one of its itself. Single doubt. Yeah, yeah so they, that's, that shows how far they've come, I guess. If yeah. Evis is like, and we've got Blossoms. That's they, a separate thing. They maybe also... they forgot. How many what? Maybe they just forgot. They might have done. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I doubt it. I think they're very well organised. They're also <laughs> one of the headliners for the Pilton Party last year. Oh, right, yeah. So they're obviously big favourites of the organisers of Glastonbury. And you can, you can see why they've sort of had a bit of a meteoric rise in the last sort of, uh, 18 months, two years. But no, they're really... I interviewed the lead singer who's really chilled yeah. out and laid back they all just said they're a group of mates from Stockport who just Stockport. just enjoy yeah. making music that's your part of the world isn't it ish yeah I mean if <laughs> in the same breath we can call Cornwall your part of the world then yeah oh fair enough um, fair enough I, I've spoken to Boston before I think they are lovely lads um, I think it's really nice to see them doing well just based on that to be honest just interview some people and they come across their asses and then you know, really lovely people like yeah. that it's nice Good. Well, let's look forward to seeing them on the pyramid this year then. Now, just to mention before we do the quiz, a couple of uh, articles on the Somerset Live website which are well worth a look. So we had one yesterday which was proving really popular about the seven types of people. It's a bit humorous, this one, by a colleague, Laura, who's been to loads of Glastonbury festivals. Uh, the seven types of people you will <laughs> definitely meet if you go to Worthy Farm for Glastonbury. They include categories such as beery boys. I'm sure we've all seen them about often in drag, we're told. Uh, and then you've got. If you, I don't know what they are, does that mean it's me? Could be, could be. But then, but one of the categories is, is media types. Whether you fall into that now, uh, you feel. I, I think there's yeah. a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, you've got the first timers who apparently rock up unprepared in in the ASOS, you know, kind of <laughs> fashion festival fashion, you know, which doesn't necessarily fare that well in the mud of Glastonbury and many other categories as well. I mean, if you if you uh, thought of Glastonbury, what type of person do you think of? Sort of if 
off the top of your head as a, as a, as a stereotype of the festival? I don't think there would be one. I think, no. that's, I think that's where the article works. It's diverse, isn't it? Yes. It's not like, uh, say, I like, like that answer. The Leeds analogy I always use Lord of the Flies because it's <laughs> your average Leeds person is someone that's just finished their A-levels and wants to get smashed all weekend. <laughs> so you get that and then download, you got someone who doesn't wash and blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one festival, it's a joke. Some people don't <laughs> wash at class in the oceans. Yeah. Like sometimes it's difficult to watch. It's, it's 100% me, I don't wash my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't think there is one at Glastonbury, I don't think it works. I think if there was one, it'd be a hippie, wouldn't it? But I, yeah, I don't necessarily yeah. get a flag. We've got at least seven types in this article, and probably many more, as you've wrote. Oh, which are stereotypes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's fun to play with them, and it's a, it's a bit of a joke, I suppose, this article. And what about you, Josh? It, it, it was the only one that sort of sprung to mind as, oh, that's a very festival type of person last oh, year. I think there's a uh, sort of another, an extra person, there's... Someone who oh. looks like they've um, look like Manny from the Stone Roses, you know, the bucket hat. <laughs> and then, then they, they come round. Most of them will probably offer you pills at some point as well. So yeah, yeah we've got an article about why you shouldn't do that on the website. Yeah, yeah advice from the police and organisers. I've seen, take I've you. seen pictures of you from last year, mate. Thought you were saying that. And moving on, moving on <laughs> to the quiz. So the quiz this week, so as we said, Luke won last week, quite a trouncing victory over Josh, poor Josh. It's not so funny. Uh, and it was about, last week it was about lyrics, and we took one act like Ed Sheeran, and we compared it to Shaggy, and we said, is this lyric from an Ed Sheeran song or a Shaggy song? So catch up on iTunes or SoundCloud, or indeed on the Glastonbury Festival section of the Somerset Live website, if you want to catch up with Luke's win last week. But moving on to this week, we've got, we've got, we've got two rounds uh, this week. And, and because you won last week, I'm giving you the privilege of choosing which set of questions you want in each round. So round one is either is, question... Is there any sort of like hint at what Yeah, I'm just about to tell you. Just oh, right. about to tell you. So in, in round one, you can either have questions on Jacob Rees-Mogg, who, for those who don't know, is a very traditional conservative MP who represents the North Is this not East. a Glastonbury quiz? Bear with. <laughs> There's a link. He's a, he's a conservative MP. We've been talking about politics. He's a conservative MP in Somerset. And also... There's a new type of music on YouTube. Look it up. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Music. Come on, come on, come on. In tribute to the man. So there you go. And then also, the other set of questions in round one, Yanis Varoufakis, who's on the left field. <laughs> so that's round one. You can choose between those. Did Josh help you with this quiz? No. I did not know. No, these are entirely my own creation. Round two, you can choose between questions on Kiefer Sutherland, who we've discussed is an actor, but he's also performing as sort of country and western style music on the Avalon area of Glastonbury this year. And also Prince, who we mentioned earlier. Right, uh, Jacob, let's go. And then what about round two? Do you want to choose? Keeper. So we've got Keeper. Jacob Rees-Mogg and Keeper Sutherland questions for you, which means you've got Yanis Rufakis and Prince questions, Josh. Cool. So, right, let's start. Round one. Jacob Rees-Mogg. This is really like that scene in uh, Monty Python Holy Grail, isn't it? Where he's crossing the bridge and they're like, what is your favourite colour? <laughs> it's it's going to be random. Yeah, it's going to be random. And, so and here's... I'll, I'll get what is the ASP whilst they've been swallow. Um, <laughs> here's anyway. question one, guys. Right. <laughs> so, we've, we've discussed, I've just mentioned, music has been inspired by Jacob Rees-Mogg and it's become popular on YouTube. But what is this genre of music been dubbed as? Is it A, Mog Rave, B, Mog Wave, or C, Mog Beats? Mog Rave. Oh, it's Mog Wave. That's a, that's a wrong answer. That'd be, that'd be cross. It's good rigged. Jacob Reese Mog's wife is called what? Is it A, <laughs> Helena de Chaise? Is it B, Helena de Chair? Or C, Helena de Stool? <laughs> a. So A, you're going for A, Helena de Chaise. 
is actually B, Helena the Chair. Yeah, he's struggling. Uh, so, Yanis Varoufakis' questions now. So, he helped make a video game before he became a Greek MP. But which video game? Is it A, Counter Strike, B, RuneScape, or C, Half Life? I knew that one. I oh. am going to go with RuneScape. Oh, it's Counter Strike, Josh. It's Counter Strike. Way. Right, so a German newspaper once described Yanis Varoufakis as, is it A, bullish and swaggering, B, fascinating and sexy, or C, ridiculous yet charming? None of those things, surely they did it in German. Well, I have translated. <laughs> ridiculous yet charming. It's fascinating and sexy, I'm afraid. So no one's got a question right in round one. As we move on to round two. You know, if we don't get any questions right at any point in this, it's your fault and not ours. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But I have given them multiple choice, guys. You, you know, I've been fair. Right, Kiefer Sutherland questions for you. In Netflix's designated survivor, Sutherland's character becomes president. What's his name? Is it A, Tim Bateman, B, Tom Kirkman, or C, John Warman? C. It's Tom Kirkman. It was B. It was B. Oh, he's chucked the watch. If he's broken my watch, he's going to have to buy a new watch. <laughs> <laughs> right, why is Kiefer's... Right, okay, here, sorry, need to reword that. Why is Kiefer's song Not Enough Whiskey, which I sung the praises of last week, and it really is worth a listen, guys, and, and check him out at Avalon. Uh, why is it a bit ironic? Is it A, in the past he's been found guilty of drink driving? <laughs> <laughs> Is it B? Seeing court people. His first, his first ever acting job was as a barman. Or is it C, that he doesn't like whiskey? B. So it's, you said B, his first ever acting job was a barman. It's actually A, in the past he was found guilty for <laughs> <laughs> drink driving. So there you go. Well. And, and obviously that song is actually about a breakup rather than any lack of alcohol. Right, right. You've got a safe quiz, Josh. There's a round on Prince. Uh, right, Prince came close to headlining Glastonbury in 2014, but he pulled out. Michael Evis said at the time in an interview with NME that this was due to A, social media rumours, B, he was booked to play elsewhere, or C, he was taken ill. I think B, B booked to play elsewhere. There's social media rumours. Oh. Evis said that, he, that Prince apparently felt the festival was using his name to sort of, you know, further itself, as if Glastonbury would need to do that. So yeah, the, the harm of social media rooms, I suppose. Is right. Are you showing him the answers as you cross them? No, no. <laughs> right, final question of the quiz. So we've, got to, we've got to try and save it. I hope someone at home has got, has got these right. right Nobody's yeah. got these right. It's the worst <laughs> quiz ever. In 2001, Prince became A, a supporter of Chelsea Football Club, <laughs> B, a Jehovah's Witness, or C, a Scientologist. A supporter of Chelsea Football Club. Oh, that's an interesting decision you've gone for there. It's actually B, a Jehovah's Witness. And he even knocked on doors and everything, apparently. So, well, good for Prince. Well, is, that, so, is that not like a prerequisite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you'd think so. So, Sorry, Luke, Jehovah's you, you remain the reigning champion after winning last week. No, no questions right in this week's quiz. Uh, please tell me someone at home got one right. Uh, but thank you again for joining us, guys. We're going to get somebody else to do the quiz next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, maybe I, I shouldn't do the quiz. But yeah, Glasto Podcast, episode four, over and out. See you next week, guys. Thanks. Oh, maybe you didn't get one right. We're not doing that thing like on the news where we pretend to talk to each other. It's <laughs> 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 <laughs>